First John chapter five, verse seven and eight, and maybe nine, and I don't know if we'll get further. For there are three that bear record in heaven. Now let's back up to six because that's the subject where it starts. This is the he that came by water, blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record or witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath, not, hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record or witness that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, the witness, that God gave us to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son of God hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. <clears throat> so we have this. Remember last week we said there's about, there's about ten times witness, record, another, another word that are used in this verse. And though he's trying to tell us we have our witness. Um, <clears throat> last week we looked at the Spirit's sure witness of the Son just in verse 6. The Spirit's sure witness of the Son. The witness of the water, his baptism. This is my beloved son. That was the witness from heaven. And the witness of, to his blood. And the uh, soldier said, truly, this was the son of God when the earthquake and all that happened. And uh, the witness of the spirit. And uh, he, the spirit, helped and ministered to the Lord in his hour of need. Now we go from the spirit's sure witness of the son to the spirit's sure witness to the saint. To the saint. And that's what the second set of witnesses are that we... Well, that's in verse 7 and 8. Now, what did we say about 7 and 8 last week? John piped up and said some something that he, he jumped the gun. Because it was this week. I thought we would have covered it last week, but we didn't get there. What do people some, sometimes say about verse 7 and 8? Or part of those two verses? The most controversial verse in the Bible. Yeah, these two. So see how we go. Uh, this is a disputed passage made all the more difficult by those who think that there's two or three lines here that should be removed altogether from our Bible. That's what they say from the text. And so confident that these commentators are that they simply just go over it. And as I thought, I checked a few commentaries out and they just go over it. They don't even mention it because they're not confident that they don't think they, they eradicate the disputed statements without as much as a commentary or explanation of them um, <clears throat> their position is everything between or their opposition to or position is to remove everything between in heaven in verse 7 and in earth in verse 8 there's two or three lines there they should be crossed out of the text they say and the reason they say that they do this drastic surgery of removing these parts of these two verses there is they say that before um, 1600 I think it was these weren't found in the Greek text or any Greek text 
that were discovered and, and found. So they suppose they crept in somewhere along the line. But these words are in the King James, aren't they? <laughs> and they have been recorded for us. And we will deal with them as text of Scripture. If the, and they fit in. They fit right into what's being said here. They go along with the theme. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, don't add to or take from the Scripture. Because if you add to or take from the Scripture, verses in the Scripture, what could happen? The book of life, that's it. Was it 21 or 22? It's 20, 22, actually, yeah. For I testify unto you that every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, now, particularly speaking about Revelation, but this can be applied to the Bible in total. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Whoa, <laughs> you don't want to go into the tribulation. In all the things that are written about from chapter 6 to 19. And then if any man take away from the words of this book, of the prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, the new Jerusalem, and from the things which are written in this book. So there, it's pretty. They, they, if you want to do drastic surgery, drastic drastic surgery might be happening to you, as far as taking texts out. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. There are verse seven. There are three that bear record in heaven. What does it say? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You'll find this is the only verse in the Bible where the three persons of the Godhead are mentioned together, like that. And that's the deity, that, that's the trinity. That, that's maybe, mm, I, I don't know who these people are, but more liberal would be the people that do that. Yeah, so that, you know, they don't like it all being there together. It looks like it's a rig. <laughs> but when, when it's talking about what it does, the water, the word, the blood, and right, fits. John is still dealing here with the witness of the Spirit. Um, and as you remember, we started last week, the Spirit sure witness of the Son in verse 6. And now he's speaking the Spirit sure witness to the saint. To the saint here so he's still still dealing with that the witness to the saint demonstrating the character of this witness in verse 7 and 8 and the credibility of the witness in verses 9 and the start of 10 um, he deals with two realms here in verse 7 there are three that bear record in heaven in verse 8 there are three that bear record in earth so there's two realms he's dealing with, heavenly and earthly, or hu heavenly and humanly, if we could say that. And there's parallels that exist between the two. Now, beginning with the heavenly realm, and there's three voices give separate testimony here. This is testimony to the same. Three voices that give testimony to you who are Christians. The three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, that's the Son and the Holy Ghost. The three members of the Godhead, the Trinity. The Trinity. Um, we're going to be preaching on the Trinity. It almost happened three weeks ago, and the last two, but things have come up. But we'll be speaking about it soon. 
Romans 8.31 says, If God be for us, can you finish it? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Now there's two persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, in that verse. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? You see, these three witnesses are given here for the saint to be encouraged by. The Father, the Son and the Spirit. Do you want anyone more powerful than the Father, Son and Holy Spirit to bear witness to you? No. And as Romans 8, 31 to 34, and I continue, says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again. Even he is at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. And so throughout the scriptures you find the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Often, and you think of our redemption or the salvation that was provided for us, the Father, we could say, planned it. The Son provided for it in his sacrifice. And the Spirit performs that in our lives when we get saved. The whole three persons of the Trinity are involved in our salvation. They bear record to us when we get saved and after we're saved. And um, <clears throat> someone has paralleled it, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The Father fights the flesh, the world I mean. Uh, <clears throat> the Spirit fights the flesh and the Lord Jesus fought the devil. Psalm 22. You know, strong bulls of Bashan have compassed me about when he was dying on the cross. Each member of the Trinity take up our case. Each member of the Trinity, God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bear witness to us, encourage us and keep us going as Christians. Yeah, we emphasise the Spirit because he's been given to, and in the next week we'll see inside, that we're looking at the external witnesses here. In verses 10 to 12, it'll be the internal witness of the Spirit. And uh, <clears throat> notice then, it says, these three, where does it say? These three are one. These three are one. So they're unanimous in the support and testimony to us. Three, these three are one. United they speak on our behalf. Remember what it says in Romans? If we can't pray for all the things as we ought to pray, the Spirit takes up our request to Jesus Christ and it gets to the Father and gets through as it should be. Ours is all muddled in, in our language and in our efforts to pray. But they are there to help us and encourage us. And uh, someone said, it's like John heard in Revelation 1.15 when he told, turned to see the voice with him. It's like the sound of many waters. Many waters. Who's been to the Niagara Falls? Anyone? No one. They say that, that if you go there, it's very noisy, you can imagine. Just being a little waterfall, it gets pretty noisy. The thundering, the thundering water <laughs> coming down. The natives, the um, Indians, the natives of the lands there, called it the place of thundering waters they did there. And here we might say is a voice of thundering waters to Christians. The Father, the Son and the Spirit are for us. Who can be against us? It's an encouragement, really. John is saying here, these, these, are, these are backing you. We say, I've got your back. 
<laughs> our Heavenly Father has got our back. In fact, if you go through Scripture, I've got a ser- one sermon a years ago I preached. It says he's on our right hand, he's on our left hand, he's above us, he's before us, he's behind us, and he's underneath us. You can think of verses a lot in the Psalms where it says that. He's got our back and he's got us all. It keeps us in the faith. A thundering voice. But, you know, we, we think when we get to heaven, well, can I hear the Lord? <laughs> we will hear the Lord. We'll hear the trumpet to start with. And um, hmm, it's going to be different, isn't it? So <clears throat> we have there, he witnesses of the son in verse 6. He, he witnesses to the saint. Um, <clears throat> in that verse, a heavenly realm. And we continue in the now in the earthly realm he witnesses the witness to the human realm in the human realm it says there in verse 8 and there are three that bear record in earth the spirit the water and the blood these three agree in one the witness in the human realm Uh, that's on earth the holy spirit bears witness in us to start with that's what it says in other scriptures, isn't it? Like the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. In whom also ye trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. In the human realm, down here on the earthly realm, he's bearing witness to us and in us. Well, in us. 4.30 of Ephesians says this. And grieve not the Holy Spirit by whom ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. He is in us. We might say God is all around us, but the Holy Spirit lives in us. And that's important to know because of where we go, what we say, what we think, always recognise the Holy Spirit is in us. As a Christian, is in us. Uh, <clears throat> he bears witness in us. And, you know, things, things might go wrong. Uh, we might be tempted by Satan as he tries to get us to do the wrong thing. The Holy Spirit is there to com- and combat that and I've said it many a time Richard Hatfield, just some things you remember Richard Hatfield said once and he's only a younger Christian at the time he says it's like you've got an angel sitting on this shoulder the right hand, yeah (laughs) saying yeah this is what you should do the Holy Spirit and you've got one on this side and the old devil but do this, but do this, this is more pleasurable this is what, you know (laughs) which one are you going to listen to? And um, listen to the Holy Spirit when Satan comes and combats and throws you against the wall. And sin can temporarily cause us to doubt things, but get back comes the witness of the, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit in us, gives testimony, verses come to mind that we have that security. We're still in the Lord. We haven't lost our salvation. We might have sinned. We might have listened to the devil. We might have fallen, but... A righteous man falleth seven times. This is in the Old Testament. But what does he do? He gets up and goes again. But it's better not to fall. The voice of God. 
He uses his word to speak to us. He uses fellow Christians to speak to us. He uses sermons to speak to us. He uses experiences to speak to us that we might be encouraged in him. So the Holy Spirit bears witness in us in verse 8a, that is, verse 8a. There are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit in us and the water bears witness by us, it says, and the Spirit and the water. Now back in the other verse 6, the water, in the Lord, the testimony to the Lord, the water represented his baptism. And if we keep that going in the interpretation here, corresponds with that verse 6, in reference to the Jordan, what do we do when we get baptised? We are testifying to the world that I'm following the Lord in obedience. And so the water here bears witness by us as we are willing to get baptised, death, we're willing to be buried and we come up out of the water. Death, burial and resurrection. And we testify to people, I have trusted the Lord Jesus and this is me testifying to this in my baptism. Isn't that what we do? <laughs> when he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was raised, we were raised to walk. And the wit he is witnessing by us to unsaved people. And I always remember one of the biggest baptisms we had down at the, at the river there. We're on the upside of the river, the, the, the bridge. And there was people from quite a few places, Mount Beauty, out, out um, Chris Perry out from out there, what a Bulldale, and here, and there's some from Benell and relatives. And about 200 come to the baptism. Remember that day, and we were singing. I think John Stead got baptised that day, but there was about eight or ten people getting baptised. There's a lot of swimmers and that around. There's more people than we've ever had hanging around. And then we sing between each baptism. So we've got eight verses to sing. <laughs> it's two songs. No mu I th yeah, we did have the music. Probably we had different. And we started. And everybody that was there swimming stopped and just looked for the whole eight baptisms. Even the kids on the bridge jumping in from the bridge into the water stopped and showed respect. I couldn't believe it. But because we sung, it echoed over the water and it went out real strong, like a big microphone <laughs> or loudspeaker, what do you call them, speakers. And that was bearing witness. God knows who was there that day, listening and watching in who were unsaved. And so, well, that's a witness. Um, <clears throat> he bears witness by us. He bears witness by us, as Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says. He said, go ye into all the world. And who's, who's, who's with us as we go? Who's in us when we go? The Holy Spirit. He's bearing witness by us. And Acts 1.8, But you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the world. Who is it that arranges things as we go? As you look in the testimony of the people in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit goes with us. In 2 Corinthians 5.18 and 19, We have been given the ministry of reconciliation and we are ambassadors for him. So, the witness of the, in the human realm, the Holy Spirit bears witness within us, the water bears witness by us, and the blood, the last one in verse 8, three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the, the, the blood. A lot of unsaved people realise that Jesus, or well, they, they think of him as an historical figure, that he did die, 
His blood, he, his blood was shed, but they don't comprehend the seriousness of that. And um, when the high, high priest went once a year into the Holy of Holies to the mercy seat, what did he take with him? The blood of the animal slain on that day to cover the sins of the people, and he sprinkled it upon the mercy seat. And that's, and that's the mercy seat in heaven. We could say the blood of Christ has been sprinkled on that for us to be saved. And the, <laughs> the blood bears witnesses, witness for us, we could say here. Hebrews 12.24 says, Speaketh better things than, the, than that of Abel, whose blood was shed, and it cried to the Lord from the ground when Cain killed his brother, cried aloud for vengeance. But the Lord's blood assures us that our debt is fully paid. And then in the end of verse 8, it says, All these three agree in one. Now that is in the Greek. You know that all the original writing. So why are you doing dismissing the start of it that introduces it to it? Us to that. All these three agree in one. That is, in, in verse, the spirit, the water, and the blood. There's a complete, united, unanimous testimony. Um, <clears throat> we, we won't go to verse, the next verse, but it's a united testimony. Um, and as we said last, last week, in the mouth of two or three witness, witnesses shall every word be established. Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. 19 verse 15. We talked about that today, I think, didn't we, over the dinner table or yeah. cup of tea table? Yeah. The, the three bear witness. As a threefold witness, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. This is a testimony from heaven. This is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is, as it says there in that next verse, the, the, the water, the blood, and the spirit. So the unanimous. There's no mistaking. This is right. <clears throat> As you drive around Albury in the last probably four years, about the start of COVID, what do you see as you drive around? <laughs> Sorry. What are they there for? We all start wondering, why are they on every major intersection? And it's not speed cameras, because I've gone through there faster than the speed and I haven't got a ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the way I was following everybody else, you see. <laughs> but anyway, what are they there for? They're there to bear witness to what you've done wrong when they want to set the trap and do it. The trap's set, it's just they haven't pulled... They haven't pulled the trigger yet. They're going to one day. They know where we go at all times. The computer's... Oh, yep, he's there. He's there. He's been there. And they can just... Oh, he's going... Every Sunday, at this time, he's going there. And every Wednesday night, he's going there. Every Sunday night, he's going... Where's he going? And they pick up the next camera, the next camera. Oh, we know where he's going. He's going to church. And they do that for anyone. Drug dealers. So they could do. They could follow them. And the witnesses in court, what do they pull up? The camera, don't they? And one camera, two cameras, three cameras, and he was here. Just the other day, that fellow went on a stabbing spree. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Crazy man. Yeah. Unrelated people just went up behind him and stabbed him. Yeah. And he was going all around Melbourne doing it. He got about five places. Did he? Five. But who was bearing witness? The cameras in the shops and in the, that they had him on camera, who he was and where he's going. And they caught him before he got into the next one. 
He was he was on he kept on doing it. You know, we got three sure witnesses. <laughs> and they're heavenly witnesses, they're earthly witnesses. We're on the right side. There's no doubting it. And uh, with God as our witness, <laughs> God is we say God is my witness. And if you say that, you better be true. For if you go to our courts here, and uh, and I've said it in the morning, so if you, I don't know if they have Bibles there now. Do they? Who's been lately? Hand on the, on the Bible. I swear to tell the truth. the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. So help me God. Yeah. But uh, you don't have to swear. You, yeah, you don't have to. And probably just as well for some, because if you do that and you lie, that's that's called committing perjury. If you lie in the court, and if you found a perjury, you're, that's it. The book thrown at you're guilty. But even worse than that for a Christian, if they swear on the Bible and then they tell a lie in court or half truth, they're committing perjury in heaven because they've sworn by God. And they've said, God be my witness. So it's a very dangerous thing. Let's stick to what is true and what is honest and what is right. Don't lie. Ecclesiastes 5 says, you say it, do it. There's a few thoughts from those verses there.